five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. Coming to you from Minnetonka, Minnesota today. Okay, I don't have anything fun because I've been playing with the grandkids this morning and it's too much fun and I didn't want to stop. So we're just going to go right to the news. we got some shocking stuff for you today. Uh, and so let's jump right in. Okay, so first, first off, <clears throat> we're going to talk about Sephora's settlement with the state of California. It should be a wake-up call to everybody because it's the, the basis of the decision is just stunning. To me, it's stunning. Okay, uh, Sephora agreed to pay $1.2 million for allegedly viola- violating CCPA. <clears throat> boiled down, all boiled down, it says that, C- that Sephora shared third-party data uh, and benefited from it. Okay, And what was the benefit? And what were they selling? Well, Sephora had, in fact, Sephora claims on their website that they don't sell your data. Further, Sephora claims, or further, Sephora ignores uh, the global standards for preventing your data from being sold. And finally, the way that they benefited was they put Facebook and Google pixels on their pages so that they could use Google and Facebook analytics. You say, well, wait a minute, did they get paid for that? No. The way it works with Google and Facebook is you get free analytics if you give them a pixel. And so a lot of people just start with that. I think that the WDMA site has that on there. In fact, I checked for cookies on the WDMA site a couple of months ago, and I found that there were three or four. I didn't put them on there. It was put on by WordPress apps that I used for some reason. I don't remember what. And uh, I don't know which ones are doing it. It's hard to chase it down. And you know, we're a little we're a little group. I basically do most of it myself with the style consultant. So anyway, uh, you know, I may be benefiting from that. I don't know how, but the app is free, and so it's probably it's probably taking data from this. And according to the state of California, Sephora was uh, sending the kind of machine. You know, and that's routine. Anytime you go visit a site, it optimizes or tries to optimizes your experience for the for the machine you're on. So a, a cell phone, it will put up the mobile phone version, uh, desktop the desktop version, and tablet, etc. And so it 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 knows your browser, it knows the kind of machine, it sets up the the website for that. So all that aside. Uh, that benefit, free analytics. How many of you are using free analytics from webs, from Facebook or from Google? You know, it's like darn near everybody. So the way the the safe harbor, according to the state of California, is that there are special contracts you can have with Google and Facebook. They they have them available. That says we're we're not going to use. Uh, this, we're not going to share the data with other third parties, and we're not going to share, uh, and, and Google can only give us analytics from our own website uh, visitors, or something like that. You can get the article by going to WDMA.org, and if you're in the Minnetonka area, next Thursday we're having a meetup. You know, usually all we do is you know buy a couple beers at Jimmy's Kitchen, 
and and talk direct marketing or whatever else you want to talk about. You know, we can talk about anything. Uh, so I hope you come if you're in the Minneapolis St. Uh, St. Paul area, Twin Cities area, and uh, we always have a good time, super good time. So uh, we'll have another one in Boston if you're at Namoa on Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. So you can still get out with your friends and go karaoke singing or something. Um, it's it's a little bit before the, the, the conference starts, so we're not interfering with any other conflict. And uh, if you're like me, you booked your ticket before you saw the schedule and didn't realize it really starts to, on Thursday morning, but Wednesday at Namoa. So hope to see you there. Uh, let's go on. Okay. This is, this is kind of the deep end of the pool for me, Dr. Augustine Fu. And again, you should definitely subscribe to WDMA, go over WDMA.org and you can have uh, access to all these marked up articles. And, uh, and Dr. Fu has been analyzing programmatic campaigns for more than a decade. And uh, what he's found is just super shocking. The red and the yellow are the programmatic fake clicks, okay? The blue are human clicks. And what he's showing is that, that a huge percentage of the clicks that you're not only you're being charged for, but you know you're you're giving credit to your programmatic advertising service are completely fake, 90%. And so, my goodness, shocking, shocking. High click rates trick advertisers. This is the fraudulent part. Trick advertisers into spending more because the programmatic campaigns are performing so well. Okay, and then he has analysis of how the how the bots click versus how humans click. You know, most of the time when I click, it's accidental. I don't even mean to click, right? So, and then he's got the sources of the clicks. And in the last, in the last group, this is an ad that's, this is a, a series of, of display ads that are bought on, uh, on magazine titles, on real stuff, you know, like marketing week or something like that. And uh, ad week, should say ad week, because I got a, I got a, uh, a like from, from Adweek yesterday, so thank you for that. Um, but what he's saying is, is that a high percentage even here can be media, other, other bot mm, checkers. The checkers are bots too. <laughs> and they'll come to your, they'll come to the, they'll click the ad that you're placing in order to check that the links work and in order to check that the, uh, that, that, that the uh, ad doesn't have malicious code in it. So even those bots, which aren't malicious, you know, and aren't trying to, to defraud you, can be click can be counted as clicks, uh, depending on how you buy your programmatic. So there's a wealth of information here. I believe that Augustine, Dr. Augustine, has a uh, you know has a a, a, a pixel link that you can put on your websites and try out his services and see what kind of bot traffic you're getting. Um, now that may also put you afoul of CCPA, so be careful with that. Uh, as I said, it's getting more complicated and Colorado has another, has, has passed other laws. Uh, I'm not sure it's gonna be possible to have a website shortly. But anyway, finally, I'd like to go over to 
Um, I'd like to go over to Craig Huey. He's got a, he's got a weekly blog that has several articles every week, and they're always good. And this one surprised me. I usually get it right, but this one I wasn't sure on. Uh, and he's basically saying test subject lines for your follow-up messages. Uh, and in this case, he did a direct mail campaign, and then sent follow-up emails. He says. When you follow up with prospects, always test. Headlines, graphics, copy, and more. Always test. And I like that. You know, he's a kindred spirit in the sense that always test something. That's the key to direct marketing, right? So he tested two different subject lines for an email follow-up on a direct mail piece. They sent seven follow-up emails, which just gives you the, the idea, the idea of what you have to do with emails to get the same kind of uh, impact of a direct mail piece. So here's one of them. One of them said, Elon Musk, did you see this? I don't quite understand that one. I just don't understand it at all. Did you see this? Okay. It's a celebrity. I don't know that he has... Do you need to? Do you need the rights to use his name? I don't know. Anyway, subject B said, has this arrived in your postal mailbox? And a picture. Both of them have a picture of the mailing piece. Okay, both of them have a picture of a mailing piece. Uh, and Elon Musk was on the cover of a Magalog. Okay, and uh, the image was the same. Which do you think tested best? Sub subject line A has a surprise value with a famous name to create intrigue. Craig says. Subject line B is more straightforward, but created curiosity by refer referencing page three of their Magalog. Okay. Subject line B was more successful. It got a 10.5, let's say, click-through rate compared to line A's click-through rate of 1.75. So almost 10 times better, not quite, but let's see what that would be. A thousand percent. It's about 800 percent, something like that. So, you know, I always enjoy the testing corner from Craig. And uh, he has he has an offer to if you if you have ideas on why the second one worked, give him a call and uh, let him know. I would say it worked because it is more straightforward. I have no idea what this one is about. <laughs> you know, I think maybe if it were something, I don't know what the I don't know what the mailing piece was about. It was something about the benefit of the mailing piece, you know. Save yourself from cancer. <laughs> Survive cancer. I don't know. Incontinence. In, new incontinence aid for Elon Musk. No idea. So I would say more, a little more information might be better on the email. That would be my theory. But we can test that hypothesis, right? That's part of the fun of direct marketing. Is It's a heuristic process that goes on and on and on. Okay, well, have a great day. We're going to upload this, and it's going to be ready when it's ready. Bye-bye. Don't forget to share. If you benefited from this, give it a share. Shares are better than 20 likes, which you, can, you can't give. You can only give one like, okay? So make sure you give it a share. Okay, and here we go.